Hello, it's Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. I'm from the otakuspirit.com website, where you can go for our news, reviews, anime, new and old, all that good stuff there. Forum at the top there with our great community. Social media links on the right side, and all that good stuff. And today, we're doing a, what is this, uh, what is a deconstruction? Or deconstruction anime, is I think what I what I came up with. Well, I was actually going to say writing tools part two, or part do. Yeah, but then that's only one thing within writing tools. Do you want to call it writing tools? Well, it's actually just a deeper dive on a If you say deconstruction tool. at the top of it, everybody go, oh, I need to find well, out if this I, is actually I, a deconstruction I, or not. I didn't, I didn't want to t- say that it was a deconstruction until we got to the end. And then, but I guess in a way, you're, you're deconstructing the, t- the idea that this is a deconstruction of the... De- I see what you did there. Well, it's a, this is a podcast, but what kind of podcast is it? Is it actually a podcast? Are we in a what pod? What do you think a podcast is? I don't know. Are we in a pod? Are we throwing a pod? Could mean it's multiple true. things. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you you apparently got, uh, as the kids say these days, triggered and uh, decided to write a big old rant post. And I had to. I was. It was a lot easier fixing up your outline for once. Yay! But this is, this I, that is means I'm doing outline. better, right? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're using the uh, the autocorrect a little better. No. No. <laughs> I didn't even know there was an autocorrect. So, but what is what is the purpose of this podcast episode, Chris? Uh, I it's 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 difficult. I I have heard um, a lot of arguments about whether or not Madoka Magica is a deconstruction, and that's a lot of what this comes down to. So, just let's get that out of the way. I personally, I think that are you going to spoil things? Uh, yes and no. I guess um, I think that. Madoka has some interesting elements that I do think are deconstructive of the magical girl genre. I do, however, see an argument to be made that maybe it's not a deconstruction. So I I started digging into what the term deconstruction is. And so since I kind of feel it's necessary that if I've learned stuff, I want to share it with my friends, the people who listen to me. Why... If you care to hear what I have to say, I don't know. But here's here's the <laughs> idea. 
I think that's what the uh, cool thing that comes from a lot of these things is it's not really so much of us saying one person's wrong or one person's right or saying somebody is stupid or saying somebody is, is brilliant. It's really a thing of, okay, well, everybody seems to say there's these two sides, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's interesting to kind of see, okay, well, why do you think this and why do you think this? And actually kind of digging down and figuring out maybe where the flaw is, what where that little break in the mold is that is actually creating this divide and figure out where that break came from. Where is this confusion coming from or where this, uh, for either side is, is what's really cool. Exactly. So I want to do a little baby thought experiment for everybody. Now I want you guys to think of the term magical girl. Now I guess magical girl is probably bad because I just mentioned Madoka Magica. So everybody's automatically thinking of Madoka. But I want you to think of your your ideal magical girl. And that is, for me... Cardcaptor Sakura, obviously. Obviously, it's Cardcaptor Sakura. That's the Sakura best one out Andrew. there. Andrew. Um, for me, it's probably going to be a different character. Now, there's an implication to the words magical girl. And this is where the inherent problem becomes obvious. Um, a... A word is obscure in nature. It is very, very fundamental to who you are as a person and who I am as the person telling you something. So when I say magical girl, I mean something. When you receive magical girl, you see something. Those are the obscurity in the nature of words. I mean, this is one of those basic things that you learn in... English class like a long, long time ago is this idea of you can say dog, but until you describe the dog, you give no meaning to the person that's reading it. Exactly. Because, and that really happens when you're reading a book or something like that, you, and this is what's stupid about the English language is you get the, you get the object or you get, you get descriptions before you get the objects. And there's like, when I learned Spanish, Spanish was opposite. You had, you, you got the object and then you got the descriptors. And so there was always something attached to the object. Otherwise, again, the reader would not know what the heck you're talking about. It could be a big dog. It could be a small dog. It could be a cute magical girl. It could be an ugly magical girl. You have to have the descriptors go in there. Exactly. So to me, a magical girl is... Let's go a little bit farther. So can you do this to other concepts? Of course you can. Like if I was to say... A blue magical girl, or a blue-haired magical girl. I am in that that realm. I have magical girl, a a big circle, and all the characters in anime. Suddenly, a circle surrounds just the magical girls, and then I say blue hair character. All those characters are blocked out by this other circle. The two circles combine to form a um, blue hair magical girl. Now. Even with that, I have narrowed it down quite a bit. There, Serena's not in that list, I would assume, right? She's mm-hmm. blonde. Um, Madoka's not in that list. She's pink, pink-haired. So I've narrowed it down. Would you? What would your your blue-haired magical girl be? Uh, I'm blanking on her name right now. Sayaka. <laughs> Sayaka. Yeah. Sayaka. Um, mine is uh, Amy M- Mizuno. 
uh, oh, from well, Sailor see, Moon. You're see. wrong again. See, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get Chris right eventually. This <laughs> process of deconstruction. But see, th- this is the thing. I one of the main things that I was trying to come up with is the how do, how can I explain what deconstruction is? Deconstruction is the idea that even though one word means one thing, it does not mean the same thing to two different people. So now we can move on. Now, I have a lot of building to do to get this this idea pulled together to get my big concept. So bear with me if I jump around a bit. The idea of a narrative is to tell a story. That is, to tell a story, I want to express a string of ideas to you. So if I'm writing, I have... I have to tell you uh, different things that are happening. I have to say um, the world is uh, looks like this, the sky looks like this, the the uh, trees look like this. That is an expression of the things that are going on in my head to get those expressions to you, and you receive those expressions and understand what I'm trying to say. Um, I describe the world, I describe the actions, I talk about the characters, what they're going through, um, how they get from point A to point B, or succeed in the goal. That is kind of a narrative. That's basically how you tell a story, right? Mm -hmm. Now, a genre is effectively a structure in which a story is built on. So, effectively, a genre is kind of a set of tools that are kind of similar in a way. So a magical girl is using a base set of tools. Um, we, we, we went through the entire list. It was a companion. More than likely, it's going to have a companion. There's more than likely going to have a transformation. There's probably going to have a, a weapon, a special weapon of some sort, a magical weapon. It could be things outside of the tools that are used within it or objects used within it, or it could be rule set. It could be mood. It could be, uh, what the characters are going through. I mean, it could be several things besides just objects or powers or whatever. Right. But the idea is that a genre is just a set of tools. All it is, is just a way for you to say, this is the kinds of things that I see in this. And so when I see another show like that, I can go, I can slap a label on this show and slap a label on this show and say these are the same types of shows. They They're going are for the same thing. Right. That's a genre. It's not really a uh, what's what it's it's not really saying that's what this show is. It's just saying that's the types of things that are in this this show. Right, because otherwise you wouldn't have multiple genres. Right. So all that they really kind of do, if you were to say, I want to make a magical girl, you would have a certain set of concepts that you're going to use as a starting block. Now, going to go back into art. Art in itself is a concept. Art is similar in, in, in words, in the, in the way that words are, in that they portray feelings. They portray, they're a way of communicating. It's a message, usually. Yeah, it's a message. Art in itself is ambiguous. The, it it I, has... I like how I said it's a message or saying something, and it's ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. The, the, the more that you, you try to break down art, the more and more you realize that there is no way to break it down. There is no 
This might derail into a completely different subject, which is probably due for its own podcast in itself. But do we? How we? We haven't done an art art podcast yet, have we? Yes and no. I think we've kind of fit some in here or there. It's, we're, what we're doing again here. It, it's funny because it, it, it being ambiguous is the idea of okay, well, you know, it's that because otherwise we wouldn't have all these different. It, so it kind of sucks when you have somebody that says something is not art when a toilet can be art or a portrait could be art or. A film can be art, but this can't be art. It it's you have to you have to accept all for their own purposes. Not not everything has to be a certain thing and accepted by a certain person for it to be art. Right. And and that that's that's the fundamental problem that you come in with anime. Anime in itself, I we 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 turn we tend to go off of the idea that it's an entertainment medium first, mostly because if you try to force the rules of art onto um, anime, you're going to have a kind of a pushback in its own way. Because, yes, you can call anime art. And there's no nothing wrong with saying something is art. If you, if, if you paint your wall and you call it art, by all means, it's art. Art in itself is so ambiguous that it kind of captures a lot of things your shirt is probably art i i did shirts for a living i know it is so (laughs) i there's there's a lot of weird things that are involved with what you can consider an art now funny is because a lot of anime is multiple facets of art because you, you look at something like ghibli it's frame of in frame of art that you yeah. could put on a wall, and then you also have the storytelling art that's within it. So you're you're basically and the music is art. So you have music art, you have storytelling art, you have the the art that's done into the 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 scripting. You have the art that's done on the background. You have the art that's done on the characters and their outfits. Every, like there's multiple facets of art. That's not to discount what what we've said before that it's an entertainment medium first. Now, there's a set of rules that comes to it being an entertainment medium first. That is kind of, I think, the thing that a lot of people kind of get separated on. They they get kind of frustrated because they're looking for art in something that is actually there for people to kind of turn their brain off and watch for a little while. That is a vastly different thing than Ghibli. And that's why we we've we've hit that we've hit this kind of a few times, but and and I'm not trying to redig up this this donkey. The point is is that you it's very difficult to say what is art and what is not, and at the same time, what it the main reason why I'm even bringing this up is because the art might mean something to the artist that it means vastly different to the person that is viewing the art oh good we're back to where i'm actually seeing that there's okay. a purpose that's being here. <laughs> i was kind of going along with it like okay there's gonna be something here and, and, and i was getting too sidetracked i wanted to bring it back and that's that's the main thing it's just like words in that way it's well yeah that's, that's just like the whole thing of you walk up to a painting and the, the and the artist is standing right there and you're going Oh God! What I'm going to tell this guy? This looks like you know you just flung paint at the screen, and you're going to get a million dollars for it. And the guy kind of goes, comes up and says, "Do you love it?" And I'm like, "Um, what is it? What is it saying? Well, what is it saying to you?" And I'm going, "All right, 
this I'm done. I'm walking away now. <laughs> but yeah, technically that is the, the that is what abstract art is, the idea of it means something different to somebody else. The colors themselves if I if I want to get artsy fartsy here, the colors themselves mean something. There's each tone has a different emotion within it, and the artist could be portraying an emotion on that art. And then when somebody looks at it, they might see a different color first and thus get a different meaning out of the emotion that's supposed to come out of the cart. That's artsy fartsy. That's as much artsy fartsy you're gonna get out of me. But that's that's as much that I got out of my my time in art classes and stuff. So well, and, and that and that's that goes the same with. Um, uh, uh, well, interestingly enough, uh, when I did a lot of studying into colors, you know, red is is the one of the colors that stands out the most. It's the most agitating. To it's, the eye. it's the most agitating. Green to is the more eye. common. Yellow, That's why green rooms are. Yellow is second, and then green is kind of a more passive color. Blue being Sweet. the most passive, if I remember right. And and that's that's kind of the point. Is it's you 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 want to. Uh, you want to grab the 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 per, the viewer's eye, and so you will do different things to you to to ca- cause that that emotion or cause that 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 idea. You no, know, they do the studies of, of of rooms, and I think that's what they got the green room from. Is that the green room? Green room was the one that was most calming, and they put people in a red room, and they found that people got agitated quicker, right, because of the color. So. There is a difficulty in setting bounds for the structure the structure of true art. The main reason for this is that art should be outside of structure. By its very nature, you want art to be as far as you can push the bounds. I, I, I Which have sucks. Why we put labels on them like genres? Yeah, exactly. In in its in its very nature, if you if you put something in a structure, you're confining it. And art by itself is something that is. It's supposed to be your imagination. It's supposed to be something that that when you look at it, your 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 mind is supposed to be blown by it. It's it's supposed to make you think outside of the box. That is the very nature of art in its in its concept. But there's also a problem in the fact that the artist himself is the structure of the art. And and I and I I. I know this sounds crazy. The main reason is because the artist himself is in a structure. You, let, let's say you you as the person who is listening to this, let's say you wanted to draw your outside r- world. If you If you looked out your front window and you were to draw something, you would have something that you would be able to draw. Let's say you see a tree across the street. You can draw that tree. But you are by the by the place that you are at. You're in a structure of the place that you're at. Now I don't see what your viewpoint. Your viewpoint is a is a structure. Is a structure in itself. So you that artist is always bound by his life and his structures. Now there's a reason for what I'm trying to explain to you. Can you explain the concept of a Persicon to William Shakespeare? You're talking about Persicoms as in Chobits, not the yes. Japanese word for a PC, right? Right. Okay, I'm going to make that clear. Chobits. He's talking about Chobits Persicoms, not personal computers. So, how would you explain that to Shakespeare? Uh, I'd asked him if he'd want the cutest and <laughs> most adorable girl that was a robot that could 
do things for him, but, but is actually technically useless and will walk around her neighborhood looking for Pansu. <laughs> but could you explain the idea of a cyborg to William Shakespeare? Well, I think anything that we have today would be a difficult thing to explain to him. So Exactly. Shakespeare is in a totally different world than the world that we're in. We've all watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Come on. <laughs> The 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 writer of Chobots took the idea of robots and AI, and he took them for granted. He understood that those are common concepts for today. We understand because we have had shows like um, Ghost in the Shell, or we've had, if you go back pretty far, come on, Neko, I know you can do this, um, Westworld. Well, I guess Westworld's been redone. So I guess everybody knows what Westworld is now, huh? <laughs> but no, shows like that, we already have something that we can build on. We have knowledge of these kinds of concepts. Our counterpart, way back, he doesn't have those concepts. He may have an idea of gears. You could probably explain gears to them. And you could probably get to the point where you start explaining electricity, but there's a there's a jump off point where you you will have to bring him in on the rest of the the world. You have to explain a lot of fundamental ideas to get to cyborg before you ever even get to the idea of explaining this is a doll that's walking around on hands and le- legs. Yes, it's societal knowledge in generations because, I mean, it, you can see that in clear as day if you watch something like Sora Online where it has virtual reality concepts and then you watch Serial Experiments Land that was telling a story that was kind of barely breaching into that and you watch Serial Experiments Land now and you're like, my gosh, that looks dated as hell. They have like literally text on screen, but yet they're somehow getting into some kind of, you know, subverged technological existence yet that looks very dated now because we have that technology now yep one of the interesting things that also comes about this is the exact opposite they're kind of going into what andrew was mentioning the idea of some stories seeming dated and this is really more kind of the exact kind of opposite of this the where a a cyborg may feel like something that William Shakespeare can't understand. We also have a problem of when we watch Romeo and Juliet, while we will understand a lot of the concepts, we probably miss out on a lot of things that William Shakespeare kind of tried to insert in that, that he wanted to express to people of his time. Yeah, it's kind of cool that you'll get a lot of people that'll explain, you'll read a book or something like that and somebody will explain the context of from what it was actually wrote, actually puts a lot more context to the story itself exactly um and that's the same the same exact problem is is we have things in uh, a great example i think is probably serial experiments lane where me and andrew understand it on a and i'm not saying that people that watch it don't understand it because there's a lot of things in lane that still make sense but we can look at uh tech in Serial experiments lane, and we go, Wow, I remember back when that was actually a thing. That and, sound. Yeah. <laughs> and so there there is some things in there that that just don't kind of I, I think a great example is the modem. A modem the modem sound is something that we know 
because we were in that time frame. I think nowadays it, no, somebody would only know that if they and even fax machines anymore don't even yeah. make that noise out loud anymore. It's just it's, something that they don't do anymore. It, it is. It's a sound that you you will know if you've ever heard it before. It's a s- certain distinct sound. And a hard drive, a hard drive is, is one of those sounds yeah, that he, even that is, and... that's going away. S- sound, things like that are very, very uh, stuck in their time. And that's, that's one of the things that I kind of want to get to before we move on. And it's like, we'll eventually get to a point where we'll watch shows and we'll see these big wooden poles that have these wires run across them. We're going to go, what the hell is those for? And they go, oh, those those used to have power lines, and they used to have you know uh, connections going through them, and cable and whatnot. And they're like, so we don't have that stuff anymore. A floppy disk or a three and a half inch floppy. What's, what's that, <laughs> why is that car got like weird black round things on the bottom of it, and why is it stuck on the ground? I mean, eventually it's gonna it's gonna be bad for us too. Okay, so going back to art, like I said before, art is a nebulous thing or is a ambiguous nebulous thing. It's an expression that uh, conveys uh, something from the sender to the receiver. It's by its very na- nature, it's communication. I'm, I'm, I know I'm kind of repeating myself here. It's it's far more base, and when I say base, I mean base from the instinctual side. It's something that's more more lower on the. How do how do I express that better? It's 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 far more simple in 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 concept because it is going to the very fundamental nature of you as a person. It's not as simple as hi how are you and yet it is more. But at the same time it's also vastly more uh broader than a, a set of encyclopedias. Meaning that there's so much more or wikipedias for you young folks. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling old. Uh it's it's so it, it, it's it's so fundamental in its way it's of communicating, and yet it's a lot more in its explanation. So, and I know that sounds. I I, I hope that people are understanding what I'm trying to say. It's 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 because of the way it is. It is both very very fundamental in it in how much information it's trying to explore, express, and it's a lot more in, information. Does that make sense? That's fine. Yeah. Okay. I, as long as I'm making sense. Now, there is no real way to flatly explain art. You, you, you can try. I can say it's something pretty that somebody draws. That's not exactly art. It's not exactly s- sounds that are put together to make a pretty melody. That's not exactly art. Art is so much. Even the dictionary itself... It, Look it up real quick. I I, I got a kick out of lis- looking at the the definition. The de- dictionary even has a hard time explaining what art is. You want the first one? You want Merriam-Webster dictionary? Merriam-Webster sounds good. Branch of learning, one of humanity's art plurals, an occupation requiring knowledge or skill. The conscious use of skill and creative imagination, especially in the production of aesthetic objects, the art of painting landscapes. Best yeah, one. probably the closest one. And, th- and that's the funny thing. It's 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 one of those things that it's so difficult be- and broad. ambiguous. Yeah, it's it's a it's a huge thing to capture what art is. Art can be entertaining. That is a 
guarantee. I mean, you can go back to, like I said earlier, William Shakespeare. He was making art and he was putting it on plays for people to see. Art can be entertaining. Art gets a lot of its roots in music, murals, even mythology is artistic in nature. Um, We, as humans, we want beauty all around us. And so when we see art, we want to see that. We even find beauty in the darkest corners of our existence. We, we, we will find something that is, go and look up, what is that, Gura uh, stuff. People can make things as gory as possible and still be very beautiful. It, it's hey, I, a meat dress. Yeah, I, there's a lady who wore a meat dress. That's the point of art. It's, it's so vast. There's so much to it. It's interesting that it means something different for every single person. I guess that's uh, also probably a good point of what you're making. Yeah. So communicating a story through an art form may or may not have a subcontext. This is going back to what we said about um, entertainment medium first. You can look at a show and you can possibly find something in there that is art. There's also an aspect of it that like we've said before, they are trying to make money first. That is the point. So you may or may not find a sub subcontext, something to grasp onto, and you can say, this is something, some deep meaning in this. You may find it. Sometimes you may not. And that's okay. Sometimes a show is just a story that's trying to be told. Now, you can dig into the writer's kind of internal ideals, but you still have to remember it is an entertainment medium first. How do I explain this? If you remember the fact that every when it's when there's a story being told, you are digging into that person's creativity. That creativity may have some subcontext But remember that there is an entire team that is building this show. And they are building that show based on the idea that they have to make money. So there may or may not be a change from the original writer's concept to the ultimate product that is being sold to you. Does that make sense? Or intent. Right. So there is there's an entire change process before you ever get to it. So if you're trying to un- understand this person's ideals based on something that is the final product, you've probably traded hands 15 times before it ever even got to him, to you. We enjoy stories and we all find different things about that we enjoy about a story. If I was to tell you a story about me walking down the road, may not be interesting to you. My brother might find that story interesting because he knows about the road that I'm uh, walking on. We all find different levels of interest in different stories. We There's things that we have. Most of it all comes from whether or not we find a um, relatability. If we find a relatability in that story, we will find ourselves being more drawn into that story. We've talked about that before in a previous episode. So, 
some of us also like telling stories. And we have different forms of expressions of stories. Like we said before, drawing pictures, that's a form of storytelling. Um, writing a book, that's a form of storytelling. Go, so on and so forth. Music, same thing. All of those are ve- ways of communication. And that is, like I said before, it's a way of telling a story. Now, again, a w- random shift. So what is meta? You want to uh, try? Self-referencing, referential. It's it's some way <laughs> of identifying something. Yes, effectively. It is the idea that something is kind of outside of itself. And, it, and I know it sounds kind of weird, but you have to take the con- idea of if I am trying to tell a story, if I have a character in there, let's say MC Kuhn, we'll call him MC Kuhn. Now, MC Kuhn randomly turns to the screen, looks you dead in the eye, and he says, you know what? I'm really not comfortable with you watching my life. That is effectively meta. Yeah, in a way, in my opinion. Yeah. It's, it's, I, 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 the, my be, the best example that popped in my head when I was thinking about this podcast was uh, Law & Order. If you were to have Law & Order episode and some random, you know, uh, witness or something like that walks into the the offices and just goes what's up everybody dong dong that would be meta because he would be it would be it would be something within itself okay say that say that again if a guy walked into the offices on law and order and say hey what's up everybody and made the chong noise that they make in the the show every time the episode starts that would be meta he's referencing the chong noise just by the refer- fact that he made the noise that we all okay. know. Okay, if he they made, might not if know he what made, that is. Exactly. Okay, right. I got you. Yeah, you're right. If he makes the noise, chun chung. If yeah. if he the, looks, the characters don't even know what it is. Exactly. I but got you. you know what it is. Exactly. It's meta within the show itself. That is meta. Self-referencing kind of thing. Exactly. That it, that's making the fun best. Of itself. It's it's something that goes one level above where they are in the story. That's the best way I can describe it. And when I say one level, I mean one level. It, you can go several levels, but and and that's where you get really, really touchy. This is the kind of funny thing about meta. Meta is generally considered self-aware. That is, for lack of a better term, it is trying to say it knows where it is. It knows what you're watching. It knows about you. It knows about the narrator. It is, by its very nature, it is levels yeah. upon, upon itself. Best example is something that we had on here recently, Recreators. That show was bleeding meta. Yeah. It was a show about writers that write stories about characters who then come into that world and then they try to tell a story. I mean, there was so much meta that was within that. It's not even funny. Exactly. It was. It was referencing itself. It was... It was it was a story that was about a story about itself all becoming alive to tell a story. And then at the very end, you have it become meta again by a character basically writing a title on a piece of paper. It was meta within itself at the very end. There was so much in there that was what that would be as could be. Now, meta is, for the most part, it can be a very, very touchy ground for that. It is a really great tool because you're putting your show on a certain level with the audience. And 
the audience knows what you're referencing and it has the ability to communicate to the audience in a very vastly different way than a general show. This is why it's considered one of the better types of humor. And yet at the same time, it can get vastly trapped in its communication. And it can also very easily fail to reach its, its goal. Remember, art is about communication. If it doesn't communicate that well, it will quickly get lost in its translation. Um, meaning along the lines, recreators. If, if they had w- reached out and said, they, they had the, um, the uh, episode, what was it, 18, where it went back and talked about its, its show and, and Meteora had changed her look. That was a that was the recap episode. It was like thirteen or something like that. The 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 recap episode in Recreators. If it had not pulled that off, can you imagine how cheesy that would have came off as? I mean, it was a great. We liked it, but if it had not pulled it off, if it had if it had failed in in in, in any of its jokes, it would have came off so cheesy. You would have sat there and went, "What a pointless episode." That's the point if it if it if it doesn't make it it will look so cheesy this is something that is well, it can also be pretty uh hot-headed i guess is the best way i can put it like full of itself right like, uh a little bit too bold exactly it's one of those things that i and, and i know i've seen it before i could not tell you what show i've seen it in before but it's one of those things that when you see it you know it it's done it it's it's trying to be meta. It looks at you and it tries to do something silly, make kind of crack a joke with well, I you. Don't, I don't want it to sound like meta is technically fourth wall breaking because it's not technically fourth wall breaking in itself. It's just it's things that only somebody that knows what it's talking about is going to get. And it references and it kind of points it out in a way that is self-referencing. Right. Okay, I see what you're saying. You're, 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 you think I'm getting stuck on the fourth wall. You're right. It's not fourth wall breaking. It sometimes it can. That is that is the 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 top of the uh, the the meta levels. And that's my main point. Is at a certain point it can get to where it's trying too hard, and that's that's one of those things that I'm trying to kind of convey with this is you've got to be care the the writer has to be careful at at the different levels and and I do think that there is certain amounts of levels at any rate communicating with the audience different ways can can both be a it's a double-edged sword effectively is what I'm trying to say you can it can be a good thing and it can also be a very bad thing so what is a parody Parodies are, in a way, they're kind of meta in nature. They are they they use the the they use communication, and at the same time they use that to point out the flaw in the communication. So in a way they are deconstructive to a point, but at the same time they're also very meta in the fact that they are trying to point out the problem in the meta the meta the 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 communication what they usually will do is they will take that communication and they will force it to the extreme that is usually where your comedy comes in it's usually used for a comedic value 
it tries to make fun of itself generally within the genre. It tries to make fun of the medium sometimes. And it, in, in the most extreme instances, the audience itself. The more irreverent the comedy, the more it tends to be appreciated. Making sense? No, this is where you lose me. <laughs> I don't know if you want me to get into it yet, but this is Go where ahead, you lose try. me. Go ahead, try. This is the segment of his outline that I kind of stopped when I was fixing it up. I stopped and said, I don't know if I can change, if I can, I didn't want to change anything in his outline, but I, this is the only point in which I was like, okay, I can't follow the path of his reasoning because when I think parody, I think external, meta, I think internal. Parody is making fun of something else referencing something else whereas meta is self-referencing and making and in in certain extents making fun of itself uh so yeah your parody is a meta in nature does not compute in my brain unfortunately i actually think that i I would almost say that i would almost you could say parody is in your terms meta or or is a self met or a a meta of something else? I don't know. I I, I try to think of to me like to me what you said is that parody is outside, whereas meta is inside. I would out, almost flip that backwards. No. I would say meta is more outside and pet- parodies are more inside. <laughs> if you meta tag data or something, if you meta da- t- uh, tag something, you're not going to put a word that means that is for something else. You're tagging it with a word for itself. It's always self-referencing. Meta is not external referencing. <laughs> My brain is broken right now. <laughs> uh, and when you do a parody of something, you're not parodying yourself. You're parodying something else. You're, South Park does not... Well, I guess South Park okay. can make fun of itself, but it's, it's generally making fun of something else. Okay, I think I see where you're going. Um, a parody can be a parody of itself, though. Yes, a parody and is, then at that point it could be a parody meta but is parody in general for like 99.999% of the time is making fun of something else meta is i i can see what you're saying um man this is this this, this is fun i love but, this but, 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 <laughs> this is the thing is like when i text him like but I don't know if I want to argue about this because this might be something you want on the podcast. I don't know. But the the problem is I'm thinking about how I'm going to end up breaking the flow of what you're doing. No, because that, that doesn't make this. any sense I, to me. This this is this is perfect. I I like the idea. I've never actually. This is the only to... way we can go an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it's been going way too fast. Uh, parody. It's odd because parody in itself is making fun of something external external references not necessarily i that that's the thing it's like the who's on first it's not necessarily going for the fact that there is they're making fun of the who which is somewhere else they're making fun of themselves i guess that's a bad example I wonder if South Park's ever made fun of itself. <laughs> I know they have. I'm sure they I have. mean, they had an entire episode of Kenny dying. I guess that would be a parody of itself. Ah, <laughs> uh, parody, parody, parody. I love this. Parody is a weird one because I when when people get frustrated at the idea of deconstruction, they usually go and they point out things at, that I would automatically go, this is a parody. Why are you saying that this is a deconstruction? But when I look at a deconstruction, I look at something that is trying to push the push the edge of something, whereas parody just makes fun of it for not making it all the way. Does that make sense? Right, and it 
and in a sense, parody knows exactly what it's picking apart, and thus, yeah, it could deconstruct things, but in the end, it's just pointing them out to laugh at them. Exactly. It's not trying to make a statement about something. It can make statements about things, but it's not technically out to do deconstruction. And that's why that's why I kind of am pointing out that it's meta in nature. It's mostly because it's usually encapsulated in the story that it's making. Yes, it may make reference to something else, but is that not still the story that it's trying to tell? Not necessarily that it is parodying something else. I, I get what you're saying because th- there's going to be a par- uh, a magical girl parody and it's parodying this particular magical girl or whatever, but it's still stuck in the story that it's trying to tell. Meta is where it is trying to s- reference something else. It's not referencing something else. It's referencing it's, itself. It's, 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 meta is trying to say, this is here, this is here. Meta is just the tag. That's why I say there's levels of meta. You can go from one level to the next level to the next level. I I don't agree there's levels of it. I just I, I think that a meta is in itself. I, I think you can stack meta and make it more seem like it's multi-layered. And that's when you get to the point where it's like, oh my gosh, this is blowing my mind because it's so meta. But I don't agree that it ever goes outside of itself. So either way, meta that's and parody, opinion. meta and parody are still in the same story. It's they're this both is, referencing something. Yeah, they're both. So there is a similarity <laughs> there. They're they're referencing something. It's just for me in my mindset, the way that I see it is meta is always referencing itself. Parody is always referencing something else, but they're always referencing something. I got you. I'm 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 kind of generally in the same. <laughs> we're we're. It sounds like we're in the same page, two, different book. Yeah, we, we, pretty much. We're in the same same same, same page, book, different, different book. page. <laughs> I don't know one of those two. Okay, so parodies are have a lot in common. Um, blah, 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 blah. Parodies in anime are a lot in common, but a parody has a very major flaw. <laughs> Going back to the meta, uh, being fairly meta, they box themselves into a time capsule. My gosh. This is where all of what I was saying previously kind of comes into view. Because of the fact that they are referencing a time and place, just like I was saying earlier, when you are looking out your window, you are in a time and place. Um, Shakespeare is in a time and place. The more and more away from that point, the more and more your, your kind of joke flow, your parody, your meta, it all starts to crumble down. Mostly because the more and more, the less and less you can relate to the joke, the less and less you will find the joke itself funny. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Funny there. But I guess there, and this is, I guess, what we're going to get into when we really kind of dive into deconstruction itself is the problem that is with this, and I don't know if I'm jumping the gun for you, the problem with that the word deconstruction and the problem that we're going to get into eventually is the problem that everything kind of gets different meaning depending on what society wants to use it for. I don't remember exactly what podcast we talked about this, but we talk about this whole idea that we can have a word in the English language and it will mean something. And at some point society will decide to change the meaning of that word to fit a a change in culture or a, a change in what they want to do with the word. And thus it gets new meaning 
So yeah, usually, and so when you talk about metas um, and its usage, it technically could mean something else. I've heard a lot of people say that meta means, uh, you know, whenever something is referenced that only people of a certain type of uh, geekdom will understand, they feel that's meta because they see the meanings that it's talking about. They see the the uh, submerged meaning behind what that person's doing. They go, oh, that's so meta because I understand what they're talking about there. It's hidden meanings. So I, I guess it can kind of fit there in that, in that regard. But that, again, goes back to what we're going to get into eventually is this whole idea that technically things and their purpose, purpose, I guess is the best way to put it, their purpose changes over time. I guess it's time to start getting into... 45 minutes or so later, we finally go, <laughs> let's talk about deconstruction on the podcast episode. We just under-titled under Anime Deconstruction. Or deconstruction. Well, I kind of wanted to save deconstruction for the last, but you spoiled it. So... People kind of need to know what they're going to be getting into. <laughs> so what is deconstruction? Deconstruction is very similar to parody in nature. That's kind of what I was kind of hinting at earlier. In the fact that... What it does is it takes writing and it kind of points out its fundamental flaws. Kind of like what, what I was doing earlier with the magical girl. Deconstruction is pointing out the flaw in trying to communicate. So if I say I need I seen a stop sign, you have an idea of what you believe a stop sign looks like. Now let's get even deeper there because you're actually putting a description to sign. You're, you're supposed to bring up sign. You see the yeah. sign. What is well, a sign? No, not not even that. I mean, there is countries where a stop sign looks vastly different than an American. Uh, I'm stop just saying. Sign. I'm I'm bringing it to the deepest meaning of deconstruction, like vehicle. Yeah. What do you think of when you think well, of the word vehicle? Either way, you're still pointing out the flaw. the 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 point that we're trying to say is that is the problem is that communication. And if you want to get down to the very nitty-gritty of what deconstruction is, yes, Madoka Magica does not fit as a deconstruction. Your idea of what a deconstruction or of what a magical girl is is vastly different than what I think a magical girl is. So, by its very nature, deconstruction can never possibly point out what Madoka Magica is. The idea of deconstruction comes from the idea of that there is no possible way for you to communicate. Anything that you do communicate will have a fundamental flaw. Now, here's the, I, the funny thing about where... Well, that's exactly why I would argue in the end, if you, again, if you wanted to put aside what I was mentioning earlier about meaning having... Uh, the purpose of meanings of, of certain words or or like this deconstruction changing over time, then I would argue that I don't think there's any anime that actually does deconstruction. Like exactly. literally that's all it does is deconstruction. It, it, this is the, the, the idea that the idea of deconstruction kind of comes from the idea of how it kind of has changed either – how it changes the that genre or how it kind of subverts that genre. This is kind of the fundamental issue. By the idea of what a deconstruction comes from is from a guy named Jacques Derrida. 
And just so everybody knows, yes, I did do the research on this. I understand this. Not not that I understand <laughs> that, all that of it. That means you're meaning so much more. Yeah, to, I, I, I know more about now. this because I know the guy's name. Did you make a spreadsheet <laughs> out of this whole thing? I, I didn't go through all kinds of um, knowledge classes. I didn't go to school for all this. I went and I searched on the internets, just like everybody else oh can. Oh my gosh. And you all can become super smart about this stuff too. Just a Google search away. <laughs> it's a Google search away. I'm sure I've got it all wrong. There's probably but some smart person the, on YouTube. Here's the thing that I have found. Understand that Jacques Derrida says that there is a problem with the fundamental communication. That's all he really said. He goes into a lot of post-structuralist uh, ideas. And that there's a lot of interesting stuff in there. But it, as, as it comes to anime, I don't think it really matters. What we have done as a fandom is we have created our own language. That is, by its very definition, breaks de what deconstruction is doing in itself. We create our own structure. We have said, this is what a deconstruction is. And this is what I'm, I'm trying to get across. I do believe that deconstruction is thrown around a lot. And I pro I think that it probably doesn't need to be thrown around as much as it does. But I also understand that as a fandom, we have our own words. Weeaboo. Moe. Moe. <laughs> Weeaboo. Um, Fujoshi. We have words that Fudanshi. we have. I just Fudanshi. learned that one recently. We have words that we take. And we have adopted it into our uh, culture. I, I think culture is probably the best way. We have our own culture. And these words are what kind of we use to express ourselves in this culture. It's funny because whenever I accidentally uh, – I, I think I was referencing um, Edge Tomorrow to somebody. And I said, yeah, they, they get in these mecha suits and, and there's that whole like mecha – it's like, oh, that's right. That's our words. <laughs> um, machine. It's a, it's a machine that they're in. It's an ex exoskeleton machine. You have to actually describe it to them because, oh, yeah, that's right. That's that's, weeab <laughs> that's weeaboo uh, language. No, I think weeaboo language would have been databio or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, I think, Believe I, it! I think, I think um, uh, uh, Mecca is otaku language. No, it, it's, it's one of those funny things that... <laughs> I don't. You you kind of jarred me out of my. I love that. <laughs> I, I that's exactly going to my whole argument is the I and and it's funny because when I was just before the podcast, I kind of was checking a couple more things just before it, and I'm going, Chris. Technically, the thing is is that this is going to go in the same argument that we've had technically before, and again, I can't remember exactly which one it was. This whole idea that yes, in its core meaning back yeah, in 19, uh, 1743 this person said this word and thus it created this thing and it's like and you look it up and you try to figure out exactly where this thing comes from and it's like and it sounds like everybody's making it up as they go along nobody knows the exact meaning nobody knows the core of it because it doesn't exist it's whatever culture makes it into whatever society makes it into they adopt it they repurpose it they adopt it they repurpose it they adopt it they repurpose it 
there is no person that came out and said, okay, whenever anime, and I'm pushing my glasses up just for mm. Chris, I'm pushing my glasses, whenever somebody in anime will do this, these specific rule sets, it will then become a deconstruction. No, no literary expert ever came out and said when it's done in an anime TV show for entertainment, it has to do this to be deconstruction. Well, it- it's because somebody said, I love this. And it does this weird thing. And then somebody said, that sounds kind of like a deconstruction. Yeah, it's a deconstruction. And then everybody gets up in arms because, oh, well, I'm smarter. And I know that that is not technically by the laws of literature. I'm doing my glasses thing again. <laughs> the laws of literature, that's not technically in its core foundation deconstruction. Because it's not a book. It's not looking at words exactly. specifically. That gets, that, it's an anime show. That it gets to the very fundamental nature of what I was trying to say. It is not a book. Anime is not a book. Anime may have came from a book, but it is not a book. Madoka Magica is original, so it definitely doesn't have a book. You cannot put force the same rules that you force on a book on a movie. Deconstruction is pointing out the flaws in communication. Because anime is visual most of the time. It's words, exactly. it's music, it's telling you through visuals. It's not going to throw a word up on the screen and break it down and see how it's flawed. Exactly. Now, what we have done as a fandom and as our own personal culture, we have taken the word deconstruction and we have morphed it. It now fits a different set of rules. Those rules are that Madoka Magica started out with a magical girl it took some of those things it uh, it subverted them and changed them into something else so that we have looked at it differently it took them to the extremes in a different way it's forced us to look at wow a wish can be a very weighty thing is it really worth it is a magical girl all frills and and lollipops? That's the point of Madoka Magica. Now, do I think that Madoka Magica is a deconstruction according to Jock Derrido? No, no, I don't. No. And that's the thing that I was about to back you up on is like, but we're not sitting here and telling you. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that everybody's saying that this is not a deconstruction with their, their glasses being pushed up is suddenly wrong. And then yet I'm going to turn around and say, look, you're wrong. And de- this is a deconstruction. I'm not. I'm just literally saying this is what groups have. This is why you're hearing people say that is because they have repurposed it for this. To, so to get to get angry and, and divided about it, it doesn't make any sense because it's really just people taking something that technically doesn't exist in the anime realm or visual medium and trying to apply it to the anime fandom in this genre so that they can go, look, this is what you should expect from it. It's pretty cool because it kind of does what deconstruction does. It's a similar concept. Exactly. And I think that, I think that using it as a tool to explain that it tries to subvert expectations that, and that that's, that's another, did did I ever get into subversion down here? Yes. Yes, you I have do a get question into mark. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So before we get into subversion too too deeply, let's let's go ahead and continue moving on. Where where were we? So what what does these kind of shows that are considered deconstructions? What do they do? 
all they really do is they take it, take the genre down and they break it down to its core components. Like we had said, pointed out before, uh, magical girl has the, the magical tool. It's got the, the companion, it's got the, uh, um, the, the transformations, things like that. Power of power, friendship, silly things like that. All those core components, it breaks them down and says, these are the core components. Now, what can I do with it? All it does as a quote unquote deconstruction, according to our fandom. Okay. This is where I'm, I'm, I, I want, I think that what we need to do is just separate the two. No, it is not a literal literary, uh, deconstruction. It is according to our fandom. Cause I would argue that it doesn't exist in anime. Exactly. <laughs> we have decided that what Madoka Magica does or other uh, deconstructions per se in the anime sphere, what we have decided is that it takes those to their core components and then pushes them to their logical conclusion. Now, Madoka has a slight twist to it because it is technically a magical girl. It cannot be um, realistic for lack of a better term, it has magic in it. And so it therefore has a rule that it is bending in that it is still has magic, but it is still pushing it to its logical conclusion. I.e., how does a magical girl become invincible? Well, I guess that's spoiler. So I will leave that alone. (laughs) (laughs) My point being is that there is going to be rules that are in there that it has to take and it has to f- break it down to its core component. That is the m- the most important aspect of it. So, this spawned a whole new genre, uh, uh, Madoka did. It created a new magical girl, co- we, we have coined it the dark magical girl, based on the concept of the things that Madoka has pushed forward and and pushed the genre into the next level. I think that that is why it's so important. Yes, there was Dark Magical Girls before Madoka, but Madoka was the one that shifted the genre. Does that make sense? Yeah. The, having uh going back and saying, "Oh, well, Princess Tutu is a is is a dark dark magical girl too." I agree. But Madoka was the one that shifted the genre. It made a whole new genre out of it. That is what we're talking about, where it shifted something. Or you can, to a sense, you can say it sparks it. That's just like when people talk about Neon Jet Evangelion not being a deconstruction because technically Gundam was a was a way of breaking off from the uh, uh, super robots genre by making it realistic and thus... And it's like this concept of because this person did it before that one, thus this cannot be it. And it's like, no, technically it's doing what it's doing and it still re-sparks something. So I would put more in re-sparked area. So the next question then becomes, can a show have deconstruction elements and not be a deconstruction? I argue yes. It's no different than any other tool. All it is is it's just something that they go – they add in and we point it out and we say that is deconstructive. That's what we receive. Whether the writer had any intention on doing that is a totally different aspect. 
My question then becomes, is a director slash writer trying to make a show a deconstruction? I This is a hard one for me because I think it, they do technically have to do it in order for it to exist. But at the same time, I do agree with the idea that it does not have to be their intent for the entire narrative. Like, you can literally have a literal physical, an actual case of deconstruction in somebody uh, breaking down the words of somebody else and their intent on screen and not make the entire show about being deconstruction. It, would, it might have just been a quick skit. Somebody breaking down the words that somebody told somebody else and showing them how it's flawed. And then yet not have the show do anything about deconstruction. But in a sense of the actual use that we're adopting deconstruction into with the genre and the idea of actually taking these elements, breaking them apart, and and showing you that it's not actually what you think it's going to be, I think that's what it's actually going for. Yeah, you can claim that Madoka Magica is just a dark magical girl, but that doesn't mean it cannot be doing deconstruction at the same time. You can claim that... Uh, you know, Evangelion is just a uh, a psychological horror slash militaristic show about mecha robots trying to be gritty and realistic, but it, it's still taking elements that you go, it's just a mecha. That's that's just a robot, right? And then they go, no, that's not actually just a robot, and they 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 go into something else. That's why I think we are using the term deconstruction in this element. Does it make it right? Probably not. Does it make it, you know? okay in, in literal scientists in, in some kind of university? Probably not. But we don't care because we're using it to describe what this show is doing to you and that's the descriptor you're using. I agree. Just like saying something's moe. Are we going to stop using the word moe because technically it's not a blossoming a flower? I mean, no. We're not. It's, it's what we're using it for. And we don't need... If that's your descriptor that you're using... Just because it's not going to be accepted by a literal genius in a university doesn't mean we're not going to use it. Exactly. So, I, I, I personally, I don't think a writer slash director, I don't think that they necessarily have to make a show be a de deconstruction for it to be a deconstruction. My main reasoning for that is I point back to what I was trying to say with art. Art is a communication the art that they write may have something that they're trying to say. That communication comes to us and we receive that communication totally different than they intended it to. There is an ambiguous nature to art. We may find something in that show that we find to be deconstructive of the magical girl uh, genre. We can try to communicate it with one another we may not do a very good job of explaining that to one another, but it still doesn't mean that that art received to us may still be a deconstruction. Does that make it a deconstruction? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's our word. We want it to be a deconstruction. So we can make it a deconstruction if we want. That's the point of deconstruction. <laughs> well, it's, that's the thing that always comes up with a lot of this stuff is... is when somebody comes out right and say that wasn't the intention, it's like, well, how do you know? Did Jinro Bucci, he could have had fully, he probably, he could have just been going, 
I just want I I watched Sailor Moon last night and I was you know I, I, I had a mad. stomach ache. <laughs> I, I got food poisoning. I sat down. Sailor Moon was on the television. And I said, you know what? I want to torture the hell out of a bunch of magic girls. And so I wrote a story <laughs> torturing the hell out of magic girl, and I try to make it sound smart. Or he could have gone, yeah, I I I want to try to not in a completely literal sense. I want to do something that kind of takes the molds and the preconceived notions that people have about elements of Magical Girl and show them they don't really, that it's not going to be what they think it's going to mean. And I'm going to twist it on them and I'm going to change it around. I mean, we don't know what their intent was. And especially with the Japanese, uh, we, we say this a lot, with a lot of shows that come out of Japanese studios, we rarely get any kind of knowledge about what's going on. Most of the interviews that have uh, have been done on uh, Japanese writers and, and directors are very scripted and they don't get to nitty gritty about this stuff. So we, we literally never know what their intentions were. We, we, they, they may not even know what a deconstruction is. So you ask General yeah, Richie, it'll be like, the word and the concept what? itself. Yeah, could be, sure. It's a deconstruction. And, and that's like sarcasm. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's a very foreign thing to them. So I don't know. Because deconstruction to him might mean that he was doing bad things to magical girls. And he's like, yeah, that's exactly what I did. Yeah, I took off some parts. Yeah. (laughs) 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 What? You're so bad. So, what is the point in a deconstruction and why do we hunt for them? Andrew. Uh, Why do we hunt for deconstructions? Yes. Uh, because they subvert our expectations. Yes. I think that is, in a nutshell, exactly. I just read ahead, so I guess I just Did got you? it on the bottle. Yeah. I didn't know. Didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> I didn't know that I put that down there. I think that we hunt for deconstructions, not because we want to sound smart, not because we think that we have figured it out. I think that analysis of anime is important. I think that a lot of people get a lot of have a lot of fun in analyzing shows. That is kind of by the us in our own nature. We want to say that we understand it to the fundamental levels. And when we see something that is we especially if we watch something over something that kind of has very similar scene uh uh themes across the board like if if we watch three magical girls we kind of get a general idea of what how magical girls work when we see madoka which totally undercut the entire idea of what a magical girl was to us we get excited about it so we have a natural inclination to want to find those things because we want to see something that is breaking the mold So we look for things that are unique, be it a deconstruction or something else. We're always looking for things that are unique. Deconstruction just so happens to be one of those things that kind of embodies the essence of what is unique to us. It is, by its very nature, subversive. So what is subversion? Subversion is, in its very core, it is the idea of undercutting your your expectations does that make sense pulling the rug out from under you pulling the rug out from under you it's it's you're expecting a certain thing to happen and subversion takes that and says no that's not what's going to happen this is what's going to happen 
you see an egg rolling down the the hill and suddenly it explodes. You weren't expecting that. That's what subversion is. You're very violent, by the way. I know. It's the only thing I could come up with on, in a five-second span. <laughs> I didn't have a pre, pre-idea. Um, so what is the difference between subversion and originality? I think subversion is trying to trick you into thinking that there's something else going to be there, but then it changes, whereas originality just, it just exists as its own thing. It's not trying to trick you, I guess is the best way to put it. I guess that, that that's a good way of putting it. But in the end, it becomes original because it pulls off, it takes a different route. And then in the end, it becomes original. Right. Subversion by itself is, I believe, kind of originality. So you can put the two words together, but they are not necessarily the same, as Andrew was trying to explain. And I, and I agree, it is... Originality is the idea of coming up with something completely new. Subversion is taking what you already know and breaking it and trying to do something new with it. So in a way, they're both doing something new. It's just that one is using something that you already know, a structure like we had talked about before, and using that structure to um, undermine itself. That's subversion. So, because I know this is going to be, like, the hot thing itself, because the the thing I always hear about the arguments against, like, Madoka Magica, for instance, being a deconstruction is that it's just something that subverts your expectations, and it's dark. So, my question to you that would then be, what's the difference between subversion and deconstruction? Deconstruction, I believe, is taking the rules or the concepts, or the core components, whatever you want to take it. And now remember, we are separating ourselves as deconstruction. Yes, I still agree, Jacques Derrida's deconstruction does not fit here. Our idea of deconstruction is taking those core components and pushing them to a different area, be it for um, pushing it to the, uh, what did we call it, the... uh, the physical reality or pushing it to its limits, changing it, changing it in some way. Whereas subversion is kind of just taking something that you're expecting and undermining itself. For a lack of a better term, using a preconceived notion of where you expect it to go and changing the, the, the direction of where you're expecting it to go. Whereas a deconstruction is actually ex, uh, taking the core components and shifting them into a new direction. So I guess in a way they're both the same. Aren't well, that, they? That's the funny thing because when I when I try to think of deconstruction as close as I can to the literary use of it with with uh, Billy Bob from back in a long time ago cause to make myself sound smart is the idea that uh, to use it as close as I can from an anime point of view would be to take a concept because the best way you can do from an anime is a concept unless you're just going to have characters sit there and spout each other literal uh, using literal deconstructions. So you would have to form it into a visual medium. So I'm going to, I'm going to apply it to a visual happening. I'm going to apply it to a, a, a plot subject or something and then that would be uh, something that you would be put in front of the viewer and then you would go, but it's not what you think it means. It's actually this in order to point out that you can't have that preconceived notion of what that is. I agree. And I, in I, the, I was and, thinking the same thing. 
And then when you apply that to subversion, it's doing that. It is it is causing subversion. It might not be intentional to surprise you or or, or to quote unquote pull the rug out from under you, but that's exactly what it ends up causing. So in thought experiment for myself, they end up becoming pretty similar. So when I when I tried to, when I tried to take that literal use of the word of deconstruction and apply it to a visual medium and apply it to storytelling and to quote unquote a genre, if you take it outside of just literally characters talking in deconstruction with words and become a visual specific meaning, it it ends up applying to a lot of things that people were saying oh, it's just subversion. And it's like, but that technically in a visual medium is the same thing. So when I'm thinking about that, and I guess eventually maybe we have we have a few people that are in our uh, community that are actually uh, into a lot of literal kind of stuff like that. So they'll probably completely tell us they're wrong. But when I apply exactly what that is, it seems to be the same thing. Yeah, you can say it does kind of branch off with this specific thing or it branches off with this specific thing. But it at its core close enough to a visual medium as possible ends up being pretty similar. All right. So it breaks the entire conversation. I agree. <laughs> I no, that. no, no, no. I, I actually think that that, that my, my brain, as you were, as you were going into your, your explanation, my head was going in that same direction is because of the fact that it, by its very nature, what it's trying to do is point out the differences and in a, and, and try to make you think of it in a different way. Whereas subversion while it is still doing the same thing, it's not necessarily a subversion in itself is not necessarily deconstruction. Deconstruction most likely is a subversion. Yeah. Does that make sense? I, I think you can do, you can, you can t- submersion, subversion can be not trying to go for the idea that you're expecting a plot to do certain things, but end up surprising in a different way. Right. That made a lot more sense in my head than when it came out of my mouth. So. A A can equal B, but B may not actually equal A. Okay, yes. <laughs> rough, rough. Ball. Squirrel. Uh, so we have arguments for shows being deconstructions, or at least have elements of it. This is, I believe, is Andrew's taking over. Well, you had there. Monogatari on there, there, and then I put the rest of the stuff on there just to kind of throw out some possible well, <laughs> topics in case we weren't going very long. Monogatari is actually one of those that I I I love hearing people actually argue about whether Monogatari is is a deconstruction because by its very nature if you want to get to the most strictest idea of what a deconstruction is, the only one that you could ever actually point out as a deconstruction it is monogatari because they literally have arguments that are about <laughs> literal deconstructions of words and he like likes, you kind of have in here he actually the the translators themselves have actually came out and complained about the fact that they have a hard time well i guess they didn't really complain they just point out the fact that they have a hard time translating his novels because he likes to play with words which guess what, guys? By the very definition of deconstruction, it is playing with words. I kind of agree with that. I think the way that he is playing with them isn't technically in the same, in my opinion, the same realm as deconstruction. But it is in its way breaking the words themselves. So, in some sense, it is in the same realm. So, 
Uh, the other ones I had on here, just to throw in here that I've heard of being called deconstruction, and we can probably argue yes or no if we think. But I, I guess it does come back to that element of, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this earlier, if you if you went into it and I completely missed it, but what's funny is the idea of somebody claiming that something can't have, that because something doesn't do deconstruction enough, thus it's not a deconstruction. And it's like, yeah, technically... In a sense, the entire show is not a deconstruction, but it can have deconstructions within it. It can have a single conversation that is breaking. Like I mentioned earlier, Monogatari does it a lot. They 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 will mess with somebody based on a word they say and how the intention might not be exactly what they think it means or something like that. So it literally has conversations like that. So everything else here is literally going to have probably elements of what we have applied it to the anime world as being or adopted it into or repurposed it to be any deconstruction well shoot hachikuji half the half the time she's on the screen they're bickering back and forth about how a word is being used so <laughs> yeah. i mean I, yeah, I i love the idea of arguing about monogatari I, I could do it all day on that one that one that one would be fun to de- debate on whether or not it's a deconstruction i think it's the very definition of a de- deconstruction but that's beside the point um so your next one you've got is Grimgar of Fantasy and Ash. This was actually one that I, I've been... I, that was I, one that was actually going to trigger Deconstruction podcasts like mm-hmm. a year or so ago whenever it aired because it was literally one of those shows that when it came on, it was like, oh, guy, this is a trapped in, an, in another world show because it opens up with these characters waking up in this fantasy world and they're literally having to get jobs. And... I guess in the sense of the way that we've repurposed deconstruction, it does fit because it's literally taking the tropes within a trapped another world, these characters being another world, and it's 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 doing the subversion. It's going, okay, this this isn't them going in this world isn't gonna be peachy. They don't just suddenly get a, a hotel to stay in. They gotta find a place to stay. They don't immediately get the heroic job. No, they're fighting goblins. They're going on it's, about they, money constantly. They're going on about money. Yeah, that that's something that you don't never hear about in the other shows. Which is that back to what we had said before, where it takes those core components and it pushes them to the uh, the the what was the word that we kept calling it the the uh, logical yeah. conclusion. It kept bringing those to the forefront. This is something that you have to deal with, and you never deal with it in any other show. So, it, by by its very nature, uh, we wanted to. I, I I'd wanted to do an entire breakdown of all the all the deconstruction ideas that were in Grimgar. I loved it. And on the same note, is is uh, ReZero. Um, I've heard a lot of people argue that being a deconstruction because it literally has a character going into another world and unlike the preconceived notions of what's going to happen when he goes into that door, the dude freaking dies. <laughs> and so that that does have that element of taking what you think is going to happen and doing something else because that's different here. We're not going to do that here. This is a little bit different in this scenario. Um, at the same time, I, I don't think it does enough because it really, mostly with that element, strictly relies on the death mechanic whereas i think grimgar fantasy and ash was a lot more realistic in in its interpretation of that and i think a lot of people throw around the idea that deconstruction generally always has to be realistic or it has to push things from fantasy to realistic i don't particularly agree with that but well i think it does it lends itself a lot better to it i think that as long as there's a level of 
remembering the ground rules. I think that that is the the realism. I think that that's where you have to stay as long as you're realistic in your expectations. Like I said with uh, Madoka, Madoka is is kind of weird in the fact that it is technically a magical girl. So you have to have magic in there. But as long as you stay within a a, a, a set of rules, for a lack of a better term, a, a set of ground rules that you set up at the very beginning, and you stay within that, you don't go outside of that. You don't you don't suddenly. I, I guess Madoka has its own things that it has it <laughs> towards the end that breaks those rules. But you you get my point. As long as you stay within that that level of never going outside of that, and and. I, I think that Grimgar does the same thing. It tries to stay as grounded as possible. Yes, there is things that are mag- magical in there, but it still stays within that rule, those rules. Konosuba, I don't... I, I've seen this on a list somewhere. I don't particularly care, agree with that one. I think that's more parody of anything, or or, or you can say, make an argument for it being meta within itself, but yeah, I would put that more in parody area. I would definitely put that in the parody area. Neon Evangelion, and you could put... Gundam, right along with that one, like I mentioned earlier, technically Gundam was trying to break off from the super robot elements and making it more grounded and realistic. And, you know, technically this, these 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 kids that are just thrown into the mecha aren't having a jolly good all time. It's 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 definitely changing that idea of, of throwing those same similar elements, but then doing something completely different with it or showing that it's not exactly what you think it's going to be. And I think, like I said, there's there's a lot of actual physical elements within the energy of Angelion, like I mentioned earlier, where they end up not being exactly what you think they are. So it's, it's, it's taking what you're visually seeing and tricking you and, and going, no, actually it's this kind of thing, which I think kind of falls in that realm as well. I think Evangelion has a lot of subversion in it. And I'm, I don't know that I would necessarily call it a deconstruction, but at the same time, I do, I do think that there is a a conceit in that because of how subversive it is and how ambiguous as a total rule that show is, it it, it would be hard to say it wasn't. Is that? But I mean, it has elements in it that are deconstruction. Yeah, definitely. My argument really is in all of these that they are they have elements of deconstruction, but I don't think they are in itself fully deconstructions. One Punch Man parody. <laughs> I, I think still it's a parody. Too. I think it's parody. I think it's a show in parody. And these are just our opinions, by the way. Uh, School Days, I think, is definitely feels like a deconstruction of a harem. Um, it. I, I had never heard that until recently. <laughs> I was like, "What the heck? School Days is considered a deconstruction." This makes it even more interesting to me. <laughs> that was one of those ones that I, I I thought about that one, and then I went and looked at some lists, and I'm like. Wow, I get this. so people are actually agreeing with me on that one. Yeah, technically, I would I, I feel the same way. It's it definitely feels like a show that takes the core elements of a harem and then goes, "Oh, you think this is what it is," and it does something else with it. So it definitely falls in that realm. You think my Hime is a magical girl deconstruction? Oh. It opens up the same way as all the other ones, but then it does compl- something completely different. No, I think it's just a magical girl. I think it has a lot of interesting elements, but that I don't think that any of anything that it's actually doing is breaking any. Um, I mean, is, it, it is, does similar to Madoka Magica. For those that don't don't know what Mahime is, it, it does similar to what Madoka Magica does. At some point, it kind of gets into 
yeah, you do have these these abilities, but then it kind of later on it goes, but this is where they kind of come from, and this is what will kind of happen. But I don't think it's as in your face as Madoka Magica is on a regular basis, if that makes sense. I guess that's true. I, I, I think that... I think that- if you take into consideration some of the things that it is doing, I guess in a way it is kind of trying to be grounded, but it does get out of out of control very quickly. I don't know. That'd be something that I'd have it just, to. It, it takes way too long take, to get into it as well. So yeah, I'd have but it to, does does have some elements in there of it. So I'd have to rewatch that and decide because I didn't even think about it, that 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 was that a dark magical girl before Madoka as well. Technically, yeah. It'd be interesting to dig into that one. Uh, well, God only knows. You think that's a dating sim harem and archetype deconstruction? I actually do kind of think or so. Or do you think that... That one, I think, for me, is right in the middle of between that and a parody. Yeah, I think that it, I think that it is definitely meta. It is definitely oh, yeah. meta. I, I would almost say it is a deconstruction, mostly on the fact that it does break the rule of the soft reset. And it still makes it viable, which I think is important, uh, an, an important di- distinction to make from something like School Days. Where School Days, which is interesting, is the fact that it doesn't have the soft reset. It forces the um, the uh, main protagonist to have the um, consequences of his actions. This one kind of does that, and it uh, and it affects the um, the protagonist in in how he's uh, ha- how he continues forward. It slowly starts to wear on him, so it does have different implications. But it still is breaking some of the the uh, conventions in that show, in those types of shows. Here's one I hear all the time: Samurai Flamenco. And that's all you. <laughs> uh, this this one is actually a very different one, different idea because I actually almost would kind of agree, but since I don't have enough sentais, I, I think those are sentais. The uh, the super it's more sentai superhero shows. kind of show is is what people kind of point out as being a superhero show that kind of I, breaks the mold. I would way. want to watch a few more sentais. I I mean. I've only got a few of them under my belt. And watching Samurai Flamenco, I've kind of come a lot off of where I originally stood with it because I thought it was very random. And hearing people's analysis of that show has vastly changed how I feel about it. And I really want to go and re-watch it with a different set of eyes um, because I do agree that it was doing some interesting things, but I got so stuck on the... Um, the different things that were happening that were so random, it threw me off. Um, but I do want to try it and watch it again. So I, I'll, I'll withhold my dis- idea on that one. I'll throw one more out here. I, and this one came out of nowhere, and I wasn't really sure what to think about it. But Toradora as a as a deconstruction of archetypes because it explains them. I don't know that. I yeah, I guess in a simplest term of the adoption of the deconstruction element within to the el- the realm of anime, yeah, I guess I can see it being in the idea that you see a tsundere character and then you learn why a character is tsundere. But at the same time, I don't think it's necessarily trying to t- trick you or to show you a- that you're wrong in what you think initially. So I don't know. I'm I'm very I'm I'm very shrugged on that one. I I would have a hard time with that one too, mostly on the idea of I don't think it's really doing enough to change things. 
it yes i think that the the characters were really really well written but i don't necessarily think that that is adjusting a, you you didn't get a it's more of them just you didn't get a new yeah you didn't get a new sundere you didn't get a a a, a new kudere out of it you didn't get something new out of it it's it's this you still have the same things if that makes any sense um, something you kind of triggered in my head when we were when we were going through that list early on is something that kind of uh, that I heard at some point that a deconstruction cannot or a show cannot be a deconstruction unless it specifically tries to say something about something it's deconstructing. Do you think that? Do you agree with that idea? No, just by the very nature of I don't believe that a director slash writer has to make a deconstruction for it to be deconstruction. I think that like, like we said, when we were doing the review of Madoka, I think it was Madoka that we did said that it, it I don't think that Jenna Rochi came in and said, I'm going to write a deconstruction of a magical girl. I believe it was a happy accident. And I do not believe that a writer has to have the intention to do something. It is art. He writes something we receive something. What I mean by that is when the idea is that when something is done in a way of being deconstruction of something, it has to literally say something about what it's deconstructing in order for it to be deconstruction. If you if you go, if you do say, here's Magical Girl, and then somebody thinks that they're getting a Magical Girl, and they say, no, Magical Girl actually means this because that's a simpler term – it has to say something about how you're thinking wrongly about what that magical girl is for it to be a deconstruction. If that makes sense at all. <laughs> no, I, I'm guessing not because I still would say the same thing. I don't believe that a art has to have a, whether or not the artist has the intention does not necessarily have to be what the uh, receiver of the art is taking it as. I, I think if you if you accept the idea that if it it does not have to be um, intended, I think it if it's not intended, it's not going to say anything. But I do think that unintentionally it can say something. That yeah, if, that, if, yeah, that's if exact- I'm if I'm breaking my own uh, logic there, I think if if it wants to say something, yeah, it, it, I mean it, if they're going for deconstruction and they're going full bore towards it, it's probably going to say something. And I, 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 I would agree and disagree in certain regards that that can be uh, required or not. But unintentionally, it can end up saying something to people because technically when we went into Madoka Magica, we had a sense of what Magical were. We had a sense of what a contract was. And then what had ended up coming out of it was that something else came from it and it went to a different extreme. And I think that's where it ends up saying something to the audience of the idea of not necessarily that, oh, magical can be dark, but more of an idea that it doesn't always have to be fluffy. I mean, why does it have to be? And I guess this this ends up coming one of those things that frustrates me in the idea of this argument of, quote unquote, Madoka Magic is on a deconstruction, which I'm fine. I, I don't really carry the way. Um, but it, what frustrates me more about it is that people, it seems like a way of discounting a show more than anything. It it really does feel like the the movement 
about deconst- uh, Madoka Magico not being a deconstruction is more fueled by people wanting to discount and and make it seem stupider than it really is. Oh, well, it's just subverting. Oh, well, it's just a dark magical girl. Well, it's not really all that is as cool as you think it is. But in the end, it's like, but it still ended up doing something that was really, really cool. It doesn't necessarily have to, it could have done something fluffy and that wasn't the point of it. It was that it took something and did something way more deep and extreme with something that you weren't really seeing in its initial cover, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it's one of those things that I, I, I personally, and, and this is not coming from, I, I love Madoka. Everybody knows it. I, it, it, it has vastly changed the, how I f- feel about a lot of shows. And, I think that that is something that needs to be taken into consideration just because you don't think that it, it, and I'm, I'm saying you as in a person, a random person who uh, doesn't like the fact that Madoka is a deconstruction, just because you feel that it isn't a deconstruction doesn't mean that I didn't receive it as such. That I think is the, the thing that I, I, I was trying, I was hoping that came out of this in, in general is Art is so subjective. If if and 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 if I see something in it, and I think that it's really amazing, and I can't convey that to you, and you don't see it as amazing, okay, there's nothing wrong with that. I, you just didn't receive it. I didn't communicate what it was about me that made it so and so special to you, okay. That's fine. We are two totally different people. Me and Andrew are two totally different people. If that magical girl thing didn't 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 explain that well, I I see Amy. Andrew sees Sayaka. What, you can't have obviously two totally, smarter. Obviously, I I, I I love Amy. So you know, obviously, I'm I have the brain girl. I'm obviously smarter because I got best girl. <laughs> no, see, and that that's the thing. We all are individual people. We all have different things that we like. We all have things that we don't like. It's part of being individuals. I think that's a good note on leaving it. Yeah. I think I think that last bit, you somehow managed to round it all together. Did I? I Even though so. that seemed like it was an hour and 40 minutes of us driveling. And <laughs> I hope I made sense. I know it... it my my outlines never work out as much as I hope they will. Like I said, I know I know we're gonna have we have several people in our community that are probably gonna come out and they they are literal experts and they're probably gonna point out how this means that and that's perfectly fine. I, I love the conversation that comes out from that. Um, I, <laughs> Chris, I the just, Chris outlines always get a lot of chatter. I don't know why. <laughs> he makes people angry. I do, but I I think in the end, like I said, I think at its core for me is the fact that deconstruction is a literal thing that somebody brought up a long time ago. And yeah, there is deconstruction criticism and they do do that to break down, you know, the words themselves. But this is something that has been adopted to this realm by a community. And it's not necessarily that it makes it, that doesn't make it, you know, right. That doesn't make it part of the Merriam-Webster dictionary. Now it is something that, and it'll probably get on a Wikipedia page and that will not make it right. (laughs) It is something that people have adopted, and I guess my only point is really to explain why people 
think the way they do is because they're taking something that doesn't necessarily apply to this genre uh, to this this medium and they're applying it to a genre because it's the best way that they can explain something that doesn't make it wrong that doesn't make it right but at the in the end i think that's in my way of explaining it and how that it eventually makes that transition and it's it's fun to kind of dive into this thing even if what we said today is not 100 true to you or that it does not fit within the realms because I'm, I'm gonna say up front i'm not a I'm not a scholar. None of this stuff is probably going to be fitting literally into books somewhere. It's it's a great thought experiment, and I love diving into it. So in the end, even though there were certain points where I can't follow Chris, especially on parody and meta, I think it was a fun thought experiment. Yep. Yep. But anyway, so hope you guys enjoyed this uh, discussion about... Again, I guess I'm going to call it animated deconstruction or deconstructing... Uh, deconstructing uh, the fandom, I guess. I don't know what we're going to end up calling it, but I'll think of something clever in the end. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed, though. We're getting we've we're never at been, We've never been disappointed by your titles, so I think you're doing all right. I question some of them uh, that I've actually made my own. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're at TacoSpirit.com. You can go there for it. Am I new and old? Great community at the top link there. That you can go to that community in the link there at the top and, and find see them, them all trashing, trashing the crap out of us because we're not literal experts, but... Literary experts. See, I don't even know my literaries right. So we hope you guys enjoyed, though. In the end, it's all about entertainment. It's about thought experiments. It's about fun. And we hope you guys enjoyed. And y'all take care. Os. Oh,